0: to the Retail Transformation Show with me, Oliver Banks. This is your weekly podcast delivering you the insight, ideas, and inspiration to successfully change and transform in our ever-evolving world of retail. Enjoy listening. Hi there, and welcome to the Retail Transformation Show. My name is Oliver Banks, and I'm your host, I'm a retail transformation specialist, a coach and a consultant here to help retailers define their ideal operating model and deliver the changes and transformations needed to become more profitable and more relevant. Thank you so much for tuning in. This one is episode 178, number 178. Now here in 2022, live events are returning And next month, the Retail Technology Show is one of the larger events that is going to happen since the pandemic. And today, I'm delighted to welcome Matt Bradley, who has founded and owned this Retail Technology Show. Now, if you're not familiar with Matt, he's actually behind a whole series of events. Back in 2011, he launched RBTE, which later rebranded to the Retail Expo which was the largest retail solutions exhibition in Europe. He's got a huge track record, tons of experience, many different events of bringing together vendors and retailers to define an important place to build a community and a conversation about retail and about retail change and about retail transformation. So without further ado, let's jump into the conversation with Matt Bradley. The show notes for today are at obandco.uk slash 178 that's ob and uk slash 178 where by the way if you haven't already you can sign up for the retail transformation briefing the retail transformation briefing is my free email weekly newsletter including key retail transformation headlines from around the world as well as insight and intel to help you understand the retail trends as they happen sign up for free at obandco.uk slash 178 let's get into the conversation with matt bradley here we go well a very warm welcome to the retail transformation show to you matt bradley how are you thank you ollie yes i'm good i'm good how are you doing very well all the better to be here in 2022 and looking towards a bright future which undoubtedly we will get into in the conversation. But Matt, I'm really keen to, to dive into your experience running events, retail events specifically, and in particular, some of the themes and the trends that you've seen over time. So if it's okay with you, I'd like to just jump straight on in and say, how have you seen the retail market evolve over the past, let's say, 10 years? I mean, it's, it's interesting.
1: I, I got a, I got a text just yesterday from um, an ex-colleague of mine, Nick Field, and it was Nick and I that originally launched Legend Exhibitions, which al- originally launched RBTE, which was the Retail Business Technology Expo. It was a anniversary or something on Facebook that it was 11 years to the day that we launched
0: RBTE. Wow.
1: Yeah, it's crazy, isn't it?
0: It's flown by, I'm sure.
1: Yeah, it, it, you know, it absolutely has. I you know I, I remember the launch of it really really well, and I remember that you know it was it was tough for for, for, a, for a long time. We really had to dedicate probably ninety five percent of our lives to getting that off the ground.
0: <laughs> a worthy it dedication, was, um, I might say.
1: It was huge. You know, for, I don't think for two and a half years I took a holiday. We had a very rundown office above a comedy club in Clapham. And to get to the office, you had to walk through the club and you had to walk up these horrendous steel staircases where there were pigeons that used to lie underneath those staircases. And as soon as you walked up, even though I'd worked there for years, I still never got used to the fact they would you know, immediately fly out as soon as they felt any sort of footstep on the step that they were living under. <laughs> well petrified every morning. And throughout the day, they had rented the comedy club as a rehearsal camp for bands like up and coming bands so you know, you know we, we were under this enormous pressure to try and get this show off the ground but the the backdrop the soundtrack was just a doof, 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 doof of drums <laughs> for eight hours every day and i remember doing a very 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 early interview with someone saying you know what's what's your ambition and i said right now it's just to get out of this office <laughs> you know just to do, make this show successful enough that we can get out of this Office that we're in, so that that was the start, and and it really just it just built from there. And I, I look back with, with with really fond memories of the excitement of the time. We we came into the sh- into the industry at, at an interesting point in that there had been no. I mean, there was originally the retail solutions show, and there was a retail business show or something like that that had run in the NEC and had run in Olympia, but nothing had run for about three years. Mm. And within that gap, when we launched, the iPhone came about. So you can imagine immediately how much tech had moved forward in the last, in in those three years. So I remember very well about, in the first couple of years, contactless payments. And I remember going, really, this is going to... is this going to really work? How do they do this? And then I remember one of our clients did a a Twitter post where he tried to do a whole day just paying via contactless. So, you know, restaurants, tube, train, dinner, but could he manage to do the whole day contactless? And when I look back on that now, I I can't imagine a day when I don't fully use contact. So that, that was a real eye opener. And I, I think, I don't think there's, they, they have, obviously there have been gimmicks, but I think the sentiment from pretty much all vendors or suppliers has always been to try and enable retailers to run their businesses more effectively, more efficiently, more profitably. And I think they've, you know, retailers have, have had to make a choice of, of what's important and, you know, what just looks nice.
0: Mm. Well, I think it's really interesting. Two big technologies there that, like you say, only 11 years ago, which... Hardly seems hardly seems a moment ago, right? But actually, the whole smartphone revolution, shall we say, and how that is so widely ad- adopted now, and it's you know it is our gateway into the majority of e-commerce now, right? And like you say, yeah. contactless payments and a full evolution of contactless payments, some including through the smartphone, of course, Apple Pay, etc. Plus all the buy now, pay later. Evolution as well that we've seen probably slightly more recently than the, than the than eleven years ago. It's it's quite interesting, isn't it? How those two big technologies, appreciate payments as as a broad technology area, have really changed retail. It's it's, yeah, it's totally. quite quite fascinating okay. how how that has just had such a fundamental shift.
1: Well, well, there's there's one very good reason for that is that the retailer used to. Push the technology onto the consumer. And then all of a sudden, the consumer had more technology in their hand than the retailer had in their whole business. Yes. <laughs> they put the power into the consumer to say, well, look, this is how I want to shop, and you will follow my lead rather than me having to follow your lead. So there was a massive seismic change with Apple sort of bringing the iPhone into our lives. It was, um, it, it changed so much. And retailers had to really do a massive 360 to say, okay. These consumers have now got more technology in their palm than we have in our store. We need to adapt to how they want to do things rather than us trying to enforce how we want to do things. And, and when you're running exhibitions, and I've run exhibitions for, for more years than I'd like to mention, being involved in an industry that is going through such a seismic change is everything. It's so exciting. It's, it's limitless mm. when, you, when you put together what, what the retail tech sector is doing. And, you know truthfully i remember when i first met with people from legend and we were setting this business up and i i was naive i was like well, I, I don't get it retail tech so there's a till and that's it right <laughs> where, where is the rest of this business where i don't understand where we're getting the rest of this. and you just fall in love with it and i've completely you know head over hills fallen in love with this industry and uh, and i'd like to think that the enthusiasm I have for the business is is what has been you know one of the reasons why the show has been so successful over, over so many
0: years. Definitely, definitely. Well, let's just stick on that word love for a moment. I mean, what sort of solutions or technologies or even aspects have excited you most uh, over that time? Obviously, we've touched on a couple already. Unfair weather, you know. I
1: can get. I'm I'm a magpie. I'll get attracted to anything sparkling. <laughs> you
0: know,
1: but for a lot for a long time. I was a big, big ambassador for augmented reality. I thought that could be a real game changer. And I don't think it's hit the levels that I would have liked or thought it might hit. Mm. I think it's still existent. You know, there was a time when I thought, well, this is just going to be the, the natural progression to how we Shop. Mm. And I was fully thinking that and it never really happened. Yeah, well, I we think, had sort of all um,
0: Google Glass and everything and that was kind of picking up pace yeah. and it just, you know, Google discontinued it and it just, died quite quickly and
1: there was a time when we went through sort of biometrics and apple were putting thumbprints on their phones and then they just the next model they launched they just pulled it and that so and it was very much like well if amazon sorry if, if apple say it's um not something that they're going to invest in we all step back so yeah. there, there was that i think i have to say that one of the mainstays for me that i've been involved in for is is rfid which when I first spoke to some people that were quite heavily involved in that, there was an enormous price point attached to it. There was, um, you know, the reliability of it wasn't quite there, but I I feel that as an industry, the RFID suppliers, whether it be the tag or the scanner or whatever, have really stepped up in, in, in recent times. And the involvement of click and collect has, required real-time inventory to be at its absolute best and the only way you get real-time inventory at its absolute best is by having rfid so mm. i think that for me has been quite a, a really great story because i think it's been a slow burner yes and they they you know they pushed against the waves for a long time but they've stuck they've stuck with it and actually i i, I feel at the moment they, they are very relevant right now
0: yeah yeah i think it's a really interesting An interesting whole arena, the whole RFID space. It was a conversation I dived into with Uwe Hennig in episode one hundred and fifty one. So do go and check that one out if you've not already listened to it. But Matt, let me ask you this: if that's what's excited you most, what's been, you know, the other end of the spectrum? What has sort of been most underwhelming? What's sort of really fallen flat in your time? (laughs) so
1: hard because I've probably I've probably still got a few of them exhibiting. So I, 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 I don't know if I can properly answer that. I can say that there was a time when digital signage was looking really, really good because it was becoming more than just an advert. It was becoming interactive. And I'm not sure how much they've reached that to the next level. Mm. But, but it, it, it's such a hard time, isn't it? Because... There was progress being made in all the industries. That I expected progress to be made, and then you know, with with the you know the unfortunate lockdown of everyone and, and COVID, that people's priorities changed. You know, and, and that had to be the case. You know, the the, the ecom world was all of a sudden you know besieged by people that probably wouldn't have used them previously, but, but had no other choice. The supply chain industry was was under so much pressure. They weren't expecting it at such a quick rate. So I think there are there are still some really neat and exciting solutions out there. I think just at the moment, the eyes have been slightly taken away over the last two years to start focusing on okay, how do we just how do how do we survive now? Yeah. Okay. Let's talk about five years in in six or seven months, but how do we survive right now? And I think. That's why I think, for me, having our, our retail show at the end of April is is a really good time because I think they've almost, most retailers are now, we've gone through the worst now, fingers crossed, touch wood and everything else. I think we've gone through the worst and retailers have made the investment they need in order to get them through the most treacherous waters they probably ever had to sail. Yeah. And now they can start looking back and going, okay, so now we're through that. Where were we, you know, 18 months ago? Yep. You know, is that still relevant? Uh, and if so, how do we go about investing in that? So it's been a very tough eighteen months for retailers, suppliers. I can promise you for event organisers as well. Yep. But I, I'd like to think we've now we're now onto sort of more sturdier shores, where um, retailers are starting to look at what can I invest in that's going to make a substantial difference in my. In my retailer. Mm.
0: And as you're talking to retailers about that conversation, obviously every different company has different challenges and different directions, but are there any patterns or trends that you have seen about what retailers are thinking about or, or, or looking for most across all different categories as they start to to emerge from COVID?
1: Yeah, absolutely. Just two months ago I um, I sat down with our advisory panel who help who helped devise our show you know I, I have been in retail for 10 years so I, I have a fair understanding of it but these guys live and breathe it every single day and it's not for me to say here are your problems i'm going to solve yep. them it's for me to say tell me your problems and let me see if i can find the supplies that can help you so we had a advisory panel meeting with the likes of morrison's suspenses Charlotte Tilbury, Super Dry, Halfords, all of those guys that were sat down with us. And, you know, they're, they're all very different job titles. They're all from very different industries. I mean, obviously, apart from the fact they're our retailer, mm. they are a retailer, but they flagged some issues that I, you know, that we've had to now look at very closely and make sure they go into our conference program. Um, supply chain, obviously, we knew that. We knew supply chain was going to be because. Most people weren't ready for having such a robust amount of people looking to to, to order online. Yes. Um, returns, returns was very interesting. My eyes were really wide open. I can't I can't quote on my comment, but yeah, yeah that's a, that's retail a and, challenge. That, that's a really massive challenge for them. A massive challenge. It's 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 costing them a huge amount of money yeah. and. They are up against, particularly high street retailers, up against you know major pure plays that um, that will take that hit and yeah, the hit that, uh, that that high street retailers probably can't take. That's a real issue. And then you know it, it's been the same conversation that I probably had for the last five years: is how do we compete with mm-hmm. Amazon? It's, it's been the same thing for for a long time that customers of Amazon are used to a certain amount of service, a certain speed of service and everything that sort of coincides with that. Yep. And retailers are finding it difficult. They're finding it difficult to how they can compete with that. Mm.
0: Yeah, very true. Well, that is uh, an evergreen topic for, for a number of retailers, both pure plays and traditional sort of high street retailers as well, for sure. We've mentioned the Retail Technology Show a couple of times, Matt, of course. Tell us, what's what's happening
1: <laughs> well, we are. I mean, what, what's the date today? It's the it's it's the middle of March. Our show is on the twenty sixth and twenty seventh of April at London Olympia. We are now. If if I was recording this an hour later, I'd be, we have to say to you we're sold out. <laughs> uh, we are just waiting for a final signature on a contract, but we are we are there. The the, the floor plan is completely sold out. We have been. I've been blown over by the response, the pent up need to get back to face to face has been evident over the last, I don't know, 10 or 11 months that I've been putting this show together. I've, I've been really, really fortunate in that I've been able to reach out to um, to some clients that I've had. And you know, I, call, I call them clients, but a lot of them are, are friends. And they've been incredibly supportive throughout. You know, They, they were the first people on, on a lot of occasions to sign up on the floor plan. And, and, and not only that, I've been able to, to persuade the team that I worked with previously to come over as well. And it's so important that I've got people around me that I can trust, that I know that can do what well, I know what their capabilities are. So you know, having that, that team has been incredibly important. And we've, we've added to that team as well with, with, with two new additional salespeople that, are, that have been absolutely phenomenal. Great. Both of them I wish I'd met 10 years ago, if I'm <laughs> honest, because they've been that good. So there, there's, a real, there's been an incredible demand by, by our exhibitors. And then we know that this industry is under enormous amounts of pressure at the moment. And we want to make sure that people can see that we are building something that will hopefully leave that, that pressure mm. and give them that guidance that they need to get them through this you know, this, this difficult roadmap. And we've invested heavily throughout our marketing campaign. We've invested enormously through our speaker campaign, which I'm, I'm sure at some point we will come on to. I, don't, I, don't, I can't remember in the 10 years that I've run the show that there has been anything near the level of anticipation and excitement about Retail Technology Show in April. I, the, the, but that's genuine. Even the first one, even, even the second one when we, Had a really successful first one. There's not, there has never been a vibe or an atmosphere. And every single person I speak to in the industry is saying, We can't wait, we can't wait. And that is just as an organizer, that's just you know, all, all the late nights, you know, all the hard work, all the investment, all the fear. When you hear someone say, I've spoken to like 20 people today and they are really excited about your show. It makes it all worthwhile, and um, and that is the feedback I'm getting on a daily basis from people that this gap has, this this industry has been, you know, through the the, the the roughest of waters, and now all of a sudden there is this roadmap to potentially get them out there, and you know we've got a big party on our first night, and we've called it the big reunion party, and, and do you know what, that's exactly what it is. Business aside. There are people that will be in that venue that I've called friends for the last you know, seven, eight years, and I can't wait to see them again. Yeah. I cannot wait to see these people again, and I know that they feel that about their customers. I know their customers feel that about them. You know, Forget all the business side of it. This is an opportunity for people that have known, worked together for so many years to, to, to get back into one venue and go, that was tough for me. You're taller than, than I tough, remember. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Exactly. So I, I I'm, just, I'm just really proud to be able to say, you know, we're gonna be that venue, we're gonna be that show that everyone comes in to to start that networking and to start, you know, in the you know, back to how we used to be, which is okay, where's my investment going? Where what's the conference programme saying to me? So yeah, it's 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 a fascinating time and, and We've got, I think, I, I think we've just put a countdown meter on our website. I think I looked at it today, I think it's one month and 11 days until show. So TikTok, eh? We are. <laughs> not
0: <long> to go. <laughs> so not you know, what, let's just think, I mean, obviously you're here heavily involved in, in everything, all, all aspects. What are your insider tips, Matt? What should people be looking out for? Well, I think, I think... Well,
1: we've got Amazon exhibiting with their Just Walkout technology. And I've spoken, you know, with that was a deal that, that took quite a few months to get over the line. And um, one of the ways they're positioning themselves, which I find is, is, is really fascinating, is for so long, people have accused Amazon of killing the high street. Well, they're saying we're here to save the high street. Mm. So we are here to supply the technology that we think we know. For their, you know, I'm sure they'll say we know the consumers how they want to shop and we were willing to sort of sell this technology within store so i think that's that's really really exciting i think i think there's been such a there's been such a gap in two two or three years since we last ran a show the, the, the technology has moved on the, the needs have moved on so found that really really exciting you know how, how can i sort of do this without mentioning Stephen bartlett you know probably the most in demand man right now who is going to be you know in his diary of his CEO podcast the live show good luck getting tickets there, there are no tickets available. he's completely and utterly sold out. <laughs> we're, we're gonna give him to you for free. We're gonna put him on a stage and say here he is he's gonna he's gonna give you the insights you know Stephen Barlow is such a big name yeah he's almost dwarfed the fact that we've got Mike coop. you know Mike coop is a huge name in the retail sector. We've got him opening on the on the first day we've got Jeremy Schwartz. From with the body shop speaking. we got Max Gill of Amazon Just Walk Out Technologies to talk to people about how Amazon can help you and your retailer. And and I'll be perfectly honest with you, I've got two more major announcements that I'm working on speaker wise that I can't name just yet. Go on. <laughs> but I'm very, very close. To <laughs> I know. I know. I'll email you, and you can make we can put it in later. But I'm I'm, I'm very close to signing two two other. Other names to, and I'll, I'll go head to head with any paid for conference. I, I think this is the very best conference that we have, that the industry has right right now, and it's completely free
0: to anyone who's registered to the show. So, and that's, that's a big claim. That's a big claim. Matt, how can people find out more? And as you say, how can they register for free? They can register
1: so in our website, www.retailtechnologyshow.com registration page will flash up as soon as you go on there it is a five-minute job if you are a retailer you will get you know a premium pass which will allow you to skip past queues etc and get into the theaters and stuff but um yeah you know it's, it's really simple we are now what six weeks out the registrations are way ahead of where we ever expect them to be but to be honest, we should have probably expected that given there's been a two-year gap. As I said, floor plans sold out. Conference program is almost complete with headliners of Stephen Bartlett, Mike Coote, Jeremy Schwartz, Max Gill, and more to come. Yeah, London Olympia, 26th and 27th of April. And I, I, I've, I've got to calm down. <laughs> it's a month to go because, you know, I'm already too excited. And I've got a to... funny enough, someone actually said to me the other day, a supplier went, you need to take a breath because you're not going to make it to the show. Yeah. So I'm I'm just really, really excited. I've got, we've got a huge party planned on the first night. So anyone in the venue from four till six on the first night of the show, we've got the bar will be wide open. It'll be free drinks for everyone. And it's our chance just to welcome the world of retail back together. You know, what, what better way to do it than over a of glasses of wine amongst peers, and friends and colleagues.
0: Well, absolutely. And I look forward to clinking glasses as well, Matt. I can't wait to join you. It sounds like a phenomenal show that you've got lined up. It's going to be absolutely awesome. So I do encourage everyone, check out the Retail Technology Show whilst listening to the Retail Transformation Show. (laughs) Matt, thank you so much for joining me here on the podcast and explaining a little bit more about what is coming in just a few weeks' time. Looking forward to catching up with everyone there. Thank you so much, Matt. Thank you, Ollie, And listen, love what you're doing, mate. Keep up with the Cheers. Cheers. So, will you be at the Retail Technology Show in April 2022? Do let me know I'd love to catch up and do reach out by email. Let me know you're going there. I'm going to be arranging a little gathering. So message me, oliver.banks at obco.uk, and I'll keep you in the loop. But until then, if you're looking for a little bit more podcast listening, then I've got a few episodes to recommend from today's episode. So firstly, I'd encourage you to check out episode 167 called 2022 Retail Trends and Watchouts and in that episode I spoke to five great retail minds about the trends and shifts and changes that are happening here in 2022 so episode 167 and there've been a ton of great episodes and actually if you haven't already checked out the annual review episodes that I do every year they're a great starting point if you're fairly new to the show by the way So check out episode 158 and 159 called Golden Nuggets from the third year of the podcast, parts one and two. They're a great fast wrap up of some of the amazing insights and takeaways from the show. And then the final recommendation is episode 153 called Looking Back to Define the Future, which is a nice linkage to some of the conversation I was having with Matt there. So, you can get all of those recommendations at the show notes today. And remember to sign up for the Retail Transformation Briefing. Head straight on over to obandco.uk 178. Right now, sign up and continue listening to other episodes. And I will look forward to joining you in another episode of the Retail Transformation Show podcast very, very soon. Bye for now.